The sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, preached on May 15, 2011, based on the text from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, chapter 7, verse 2, and verses 51 through 60. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit speaks to us with the voice of our Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, is the first lesson you heard read today, Acts chapters 6 and 7, selected verses. You heard it read earlier, so please be seated at this time. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You heard Jesus saying those words in the gospel today. What did he mean? Is the full life pursuing your dreams, pushing to the next level, reaching for the stars, being all that you can be, Is that what Jesus meant? Or is the full life, seeing the wonders of this world, drinking in the experiences life offers, living it up, achieving your goals, finishing your bucket list? Maybe, though, maybe, is the fullness of life the true fullness in in the love of family, the reconciliation of past hurts, passing on life's wisdom to the next generation, shared laughter and tears, hugs and kisses, the warmth and care of hearth and home? What do you think? I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. What is Jesus promising in those words? Rather than reading our own ideas into them, let Jesus illustrate what he means as we look at the life of Stephen. For dear friends, Stephen lived a life to the full. Have you? We meet Stephen here in Acts chapter 6. The early church has been rapidly growing. You remember how it all started, don't you? Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus ascended. Ten days later on Pentecost, he poured out the Holy Spirit on his disciples, and they they proclaimed the good news. Acts chapter 2 records what Peter preached that day. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are witnesses of the fact. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. 3,000 believed and were baptized that day, and the church continued to grow. The apostles kept preaching in Jerusalem, and as time passed, the administration of the growing church became too much for them. You see, in those days, there was no government welfare or social security to help those in need. Rather, you took care of your own 
when they needed help. Now, widows had no husbands to take care of their needs. And when they joined with the, the followers of Jesus, they left behind the support system of the synagogues as well as often leaving behind their parental families as well. And so their new brothers and sisters in Christ provided for their needs. That's what we see happening here in Acts chapter 6. But like us, these early Christians still had their sinful nature. And as this help was provided, charges of favoritism surfaced. Charges that different groups were being discriminated against at the food for the widows was not being fairly uh, distributed. Now what were the apostles to do? Were they to take time from testifying about Jesus, uh, time away from asserting the good news that they were eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Jesus and his life and ministry, this, this work that Jesus himself had sent them to do? Were they to neglect that work in order to make sure that the food was divided up fairly? Well, we have the apostles' answer in the text here today. They say, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Notice that these men were to be full of spiritual wisdom. Leadership in the church, even in the business side of the congregation, requires spiritual wisdom. And uh, Stephen was certainly a man full of spiritual wisdom. The text describes him as a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Now as you think about that, are you starting to understand what Jesus means by life to the full? Many kinds of spirits fill this world. And many people claim to have the, a, a spirit and to be able to give you a greater spiritual feeling. Yes, there are many like that in this world, but what about God the Holy Spirit? How does He fill us? How does God the Holy Spirit bring us life to the full? During his earthly ministry, Jesus made that clear. For example, in, in John chapter 6, Jesus says, The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. And going back to John chapter 10, from which the gospel was taken today, as Jesus talks about life to the full, remember how he talked about the sheep not listening to strange voices, but listening to his voice? And in John chapter 14, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth who reminds the disciples of everything that he, Jesus, has said. The Holy Spirit fills us through the words of Jesus, through the words of the scriptures that have been recorded so that we hear the voice of Jesus calling to us from the pages of the scriptures. Stephen Stephen cherished God's word recorded in the scriptures. If you read 
chapter 7 of Acts in its entirety, you'll see that many uh, that, that the verses that were omitted from the reading earlier are Stephen's speech before the Sanhedrin as they had him on trial. And that speech is filled with the word of God as Stephen recounts to them God's grace and mercy in the past and their forefathers' obstinance against that message. Stephen knows the Bible well. That's how the Holy Spirit has filled Stephen, through that word of God. He lives life to the full, a life full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who speaks through the Scriptures. Jesus came so that you, dear friend, may also have life to the full like Stephen did, life full of the Holy Spirit as you cherish the Word of God. Never divorce the Holy Spirit from the Bible. They go together. As we mentioned earlier, many in this world claim to be spiritual, but they do not carefully listen to what the Bible says. And that becomes obvious as you hear what they are saying and then compare it to what is written in the Scriptures. It becomes obvious they are not listening. They are speaking their own message, not God's. Their own words condemn them. And so no matter how much they may claim to have the Holy Spirit, they are deceived or they are lying. For they cannot have the Holy Spirit apart from God's word. No matter how full their life may seem, it is not full of the Holy Spirit. But you, dear friend, fellow redeemed, listen to the words of your shepherd Hear his voice calling out to you from the pages of the scriptures here. He has laid down his life for you and taken it up again. Do you think that he's going to mislead you with his words? Of course not. So feed on his word. Drink in his promises. Those are the green pastures and quiet waters that filled Stephen's heart, mind, and soul. In the same way, dear friend, fill your heart, mind, and soul. Feast on his word. Inwardly digest it. Drink in his promises. Yes, drink in his word of promise with your heart until you overflow with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and all the fruits of the Spirit. For the Holy Spirit comes through the Word and fills us. Yes, that's the Holy Spirit filling us, filling you and me through His Word in the Scriptures and the sacraments. That's life to the full. And how that flies in the face of what our society considers to be the full life. And maybe that comes out most obviously before our eyes when we look at what happened to Stephen here. Rather than reaching the stars, he was thrown into the dust. No loved ones or family surrounded him, reminiscing of the good times, only the hateful screams of his murderers. 
And there, there was no peaceful, quiet slipping away as he slept, but only the, the, the stones hurled at him, shattering bones, crushing blood vessels. What hopes, dreams, goals were so abruptly ended by those stones? As we look at this and as we think that if, if this is what Jesus means by life to the full, maybe, maybe we don't really want that after all. But dear friends, before you give in to that thought, look at the very last words of the text. What does it say there? He fell asleep. What hope those words bring and what truth when they are spoken concerning the death of a believer in Jesus. He fell asleep. So that's not an empty platitude like uh, they're looking down on you or they'll be living on in your heart. Even though well-meaning people may say such things, those words don't have the truth of Scripture backing them up. But here... How different these words are when they are said of the believer who dies. He fell asleep. She fell asleep. For Jesus will wake up his faithful people on the last day. Stephen trusted Jesus. See his faith in Jesus. See it in his words. As he stood there before the Sanhedrin on trial for his life, he clearly confessed Jesus with his words. His words confessed Jesus as his crucified and risen Savior. His words confessed Jesus as the righteous one, foretold by the prophets and put to death on the cross. His words confessed Jesus as the risen one, ascended into heaven, standing at God's right hand, ruling over all things for his people. Yes, Stephen's words clearly confessed his Savior, his Shepherd. Stephen trusted Jesus. See it in his actions as he prays for his enemies. There you have his final words. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. How can he say that as those very stones were being hurled at him? Well, because he knew how much Jesus had forgiven him. His faith clung to Jesus as his righteousness. His faith clung to Jesus' blood as the ransom that set him free from sin's condemnation. His faith clung to the cross which reconciled him to God. His faith clung to Jesus' empty tomb as the proof of his own forgiveness before God. And so confident of how much God had forgiven him in Jesus, he prays for his enemies. Does the Lord not hold this sin against them? See his faith in action as he forgives his enemies. For Stephen trusted Jesus. And as he trusted Jesus, he entrusts himself into Jesus' hands. He knows that Nothing can snatch him out of his shepherd's hands. And so he says, Lord Jesus, 
receive my spirit and falls asleep in Jesus. That's life to the full, dear friends. Life ready to fall asleep in Jesus. Let your life be lived to that fullness. That fullness that, that, that shines out with that same kind of faith that Stephen had. Faith that shines out in your words of confession and in your actions of forgiveness. For no matter what this world might do to you, no matter what your enemies that, that, that hate Jesus and so lash out at you may do, no one can snatch you out of Jesus' hands. Even death itself is only a falling asleep in Jesus for you who believe. For Jesus leads us through the valley of the shadow of death to dwell in the Lord's house forever. When we live life ready to fall asleep in Jesus, we live life to the full. Yes, to the fullness of what the Spirit enables us to serve. When we live our life ready to fall asleep in Jesus, we live life to the full. Because you see, anxiety and care can no longer have the power to, to drive us to despair. Because nothing can separate us from Jesus and his love. Sin and death have lost their power to terrorize us because Jesus has taken away our sins and conquered death. And no matter what kind of hardships or troubles or pains this world might throw at us, they have all lost their power to sap our strength. For even the worst, even death itself, is but a falling asleep in Jesus for you who believe. A falling asleep, meaning that you are ready for Jesus to wake you up on the last day when he comes with his holy angels, ready to live with Jesus in his glory and reign with him, your Savior King. So live your life right now, fully, for Jesus. That's life to the full. There was a young man standing, watching all this. His name was Saul. And he stood there hating this Jesus whom Stephen had confessed. Soon this Saul would lead a persecution against the followers of Jesus, scattering them from Jerusalem. But later in life, this same Saul would learn that it was truly Stephen who had life to the full and not those who were throwing the stones. Yes, it was Stephen who had life to the full, a life full of the Holy Spirit, a life lived ready to fall asleep in Jesus. And this Saul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would record the same truths in these words. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Philippians 1. And so also, dear Christian, live your life to the full. Live for Christ as the Holy Spirit fills you through his word. And live ready to fall asleep in Jesus. What great gain that is. Amen.
Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.